Good morning, everyone. Morning. Happy New Year. Um, before I start this morning, I've got a confession to make. Um, I was I was organised today, really organised, got it all sorted. There's stuff going on at the, the north for prayer um, that needed to, to be sorted. We got back last night from, from being away. Um, and I, I thought I'd got it organised. Yeah. Um, so I drove with Jonathan over to the north, because our printer at home's not working, drove with Jonathan over to the north um, to print out the stuff, got into the car park, and we hadn't take, brought the laptop with us. Um, so I took it really badly. I got really cross. I got really angry with myself for being so stupid. And then Jonathan, in kind of typical husband fashion, um, started trying to fix it, which I, you know, anybody who knows me is not what I need when I'm kind of blowing a gasket. Um, so, he, yeah, it's okay, honey. You know, we should get there um, just after the service at South has started. Ah! You know, I was, like, I was like, I don't need to hear this. Stop trying to fix it. You know, so I, I didn't take it very well. And the truth is, that's when the devil gets a foothold, isn't it? And I so I, I, you know, I just want to... I wasn't dishonouring to God. I wasn't honouring to God in the way that I handled it. And you know, I don't know where Jonathan's disappeared to. He's <laughs> probably more angry than I thought about it. But you know, I, I just, yeah, I just ask God's forgiveness for for how I handled that this morning. And you know, later on, I'll kind of ask Jonathan the same thing. But it's so important to keep short accounts with God and, and not allow the devil to get a foothold. So. New Year, where I come from, is a big thing. In fact, I was kind of doing a little bit of research, and it's not, you don't have to go too far back in our Scottish history um, when they didn't actually celebrate Christmas at all. They celebrated New Year. Um, and that's when they opened presents, that's when they drunk for several days, um, and, you know, lots of partying and revelry. So we have certain traditions in Scotland at New Year. Uh, one of them is called first footing. And when, when you're first footing, you know, it's considered really good luck if a tall, dark, handsome stranger crosses your threshold just after New Year. And they're meant to bring with them certain things. So they bring with them some coal, they'll bring with them some whiskey. You know, we're Scottish, we can't really help that. Um, and they'll bring with them some shortbread. Uh, you know, and that's meant to signify, you know, God's, or not God's, just provision, provision for across the year. So I just thought it would be really good if I recreated that for you today. So no expense spared, I have got you a tall, dark, handsome stranger to come and just bless you for the new year. So you might have to just encourage him by clapping. See if he comes in. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. There is our tall, dark, handsome stranger. <laughs> Do you want to just... <laughs> I've got that in the hip flask. <laughs> Turn to the person next to you and wish them a happy new year. Right, Jonathan's going to stand at the back later and give out some sweets because this could take a while. 
Jonathan. <laughs> You're kind of cramping my style here. So, January is a month where we often reflect on the previous year, or in the case of 2020, maybe the last 10 years. And for us as a family, this is going to be a life-changing year for us. Um, we've stepped out in obedience to God, and we've got six weeks until we welcome two new children into our family. Um, we've got a, we already have a 21-year-old and an 18-year-old, and we're welcoming in a two-year-old and a four-year-old in, in just six weeks' time. I'd love to tell you their names and share more details, but this is recorded, and the, you know, because of the adoption process, we're not able to do that. But you know, I look forward to introducing them to their family, to their wider church family in the coming weeks. But it's a time where we start to look at setting goals, isn't it? And we, we, as a family, in preparation for the children coming, we've set some goals for us. So we've um, decided to give up chocolate. Uh, to try and get a little bit healthier, um, try and be ready for the children coming, shed a few pounds. Um, probably, I'll probably need to take Jonathan to task on that one. And we've decided to turn vegetarian as well for, for, um, for, a, month. for a month, just for a month. <laughs> so, <laughs> But there's been a, a switch in our household from talking about resolutions to talking about goals. Because they feel a bit more targeted, they feel a bit more focused, and they have specific outcomes and time frames. And our desire, our goal as a church, is to continue to press into the vision that God has given us. And that is to pursue revival, to pursue it with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our will, with all our resources, with everything that God has given us. And, and you may think, gosh, I keep hearing this. I keep hearing the same thing over and over again. It's like a broken record. But actually, we believe that this is what God is calling us to. And we won't be shaken from it. And we are committed to doing it, to staying in his good and perfect will. It's our vision. It's what we're called to do. And part of that is trying to work out what that looks like in the practical and over the last year, we've been focusing and going deeper in certain things, going deeper in relationship and pursuing God. And as Richard said, we've got that opportunity this evening just to worship him, to go deeper than with him and allow him to minister to us. We have an opportunity to go deeper in worship. And it's great to see kind of different bands forming and, and, and just them getting more and more pressing into what God is doing. We have an opportunity to go deeper in witness. And this Christmas season has been fantastic because we've had the opportunity to unashamedly share the gospel with literally thousands of people. And we've been so much bolder in doing that. I love that Richard, who's regularly now going out um, on Fridays round the area, round to people's houses and praying with them and blessing them. And if you're able to get involved with that, then go and speak to Richard afterwards. We want to go deeper in our witness. And then we also want to go deeper in prayer as well. These are the areas that we're giving our time to, our resources to, 
We get to do a whole bunch of other things, but this is what you're going to be hearing a lot of over the coming weeks, months, and years. The area I want to focus on today is prayer. And you'll be relieved to hear, I'm not going to preach on it today, because recently you heard a very good um, preach on prayer from my lovely husband. Um, So there's no point me going over that again. You can listen to it on download if you haven't heard it. So the focus today is how do we outwork that vision? So I'm going to talk about setting some goals for prayer across the year. And trying to encourage you to engage with and grab hold of that and to play an active part in setting these goals. I said it already, we are very clear what the direction is for All Nations Church. We know what God is calling us to. And we need to ask you to play your part in that. And that might mean establishing new habits so that we can reach these goals that we've set. We're called to be in relationship with God. We're created to be in relationship with God. And the key to every relationship is communication. And prayer is just one of the ways that we get to do this. Psalm 116 verse 2 says, Because he has inclined his ear to me, I shall call upon him as long as I live. When I read this verse again, and I'd probably read it several times before, I was really struck by the intimacy that it infers. The creator of the universe inclines his ear to me. He's interested in me. He's invested in me. I don't know about you, but that gives me a real sense of my significance, security, acceptance, and love that I have as being a child of God. Our Father inclines himself to you. He bends down to hear from you. Such a a beautiful, personal, intimate picture. And because of that, in, in that verse, David's response was, I shall call upon him as long as I live. We get to call upon him. We get to ask him for things. We get to appeal to him. We get to ask him to meet our every need. And the greatest act of inclining himself to me, to us, was when Jesus lay aside his majesty, came down to earth and stepped into our mess, our depravity and our sinfulness. God doesn't need our prayer. He's in control yesterday, today and forever. But when we submit our prayers to God, we're choosing to worship him. We're choosing to magnify him. When we willfully bend our hearts in prayer, we give the biggest tribute that we have to give him, which is choosing to honor God. We're called to prayer and we're called to be persistent in prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 tells us to pray without ceasing. And we're called to do that as a body. Matthew 18, verses 19 to 20 says, If two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, 
it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. As we gather together in prayer, God inclines himself to us, inclines himself to his children. I'm just going to show a video clip if it works. Put your hand if you watch that at Christmas. Oh, it's sad. Every single Christmas it comes out. We, some Christmases we do it black and white. This time I think we just did it in... Sorry, black and white in colour. This, this Christmas we just did one, didn't we? But it's a classic film. But it is just demonstrate persistence. A persistence in prayer. Doing it together. Now, you know, it's only um, kind of fictional, but... And that's what we're called to. We're called to have the faith of children, be persistent in prayer. You might know a song where it talks about every step we're moving forward, little by little we're gaining ground. Every prayer a powerful weapon, strongholds come tumbling down. Every prayer that we send up is a powerful weapon. Every prayer allows something of God's kingdom to come of his will to be done here on earth. Prayer changes things, and we hear examples of that all the way through the Bible. Moses knew about it when he pleaded with God in Exodus 32, verse 12. Turn away from your fierce anger. Change your mind about the terrible disaster you've threatened against your people. And he did. Hannah knew prayer changed things when she said in 1 Samuel 1.27, I prayed for this child and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. David knew that prayer changes things in 2 Samuel, verse 24, 2 Samuel 24 verse 25. He built an altar to the Lord, sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then the Lord answered his prayer on behalf of the land and the plague of Israel was stopped. Prayer changes things. Jesus promised us that prayer will change things. And I'll do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If our hearts are to glorify God, then he will give us what we're asking for. And that's revival in our land. And as we continue to respond to the prophetic picture that God has given us of the Holy Spirit, blowing on coals and bringing them into flame, we get to be a people at the forefront of prayer for revival in our town and in our land. So here's the action bit. Here's the goal. In 2020, and the time is now, we're going to be called into action. We're asking every member of All Nations Church to enter into a prayer covenant. And Richard talked about covenant people earlier. We want to be a covenant people. We want to covenant ourselves to God. Standing together in prayer, seven days a week, 365 days. Actually, 366 this year. 366 days. It doesn't need to be long. It can be five or ten minutes. We're going to be praying on a different focus each day. Remember, step by step, we're moving forward. And I worked out that if every single person in this church covenants to pray for five minutes every single day, 
then it covers more than 24 hours in each day. It doesn't matter that we could all be doing it at the same time. God will sort out the maths to cover it. But we will cover 24 hours in every day for 366 days. And that's pretty awesome. So that's what you're being asked to do. So Mondays, we'll be praying every Monday across the year, praying for personal revival. Revival starts here. It starts in your heart. We're praying for the Holy Spirit to come and give you a greater revelation of who Jesus is, that he might become your center and pray for forgiveness where that hasn't been the case. We get a chance to surrender ourselves to him afresh. Tuesdays, we're going to pray for leaders. The Bible says that God appoints leadership. We might not always agree with the leaders that he um, appoints, especially when we think about what's going on in the country and nations at the moment. But the God-appointed leaders. So we're going to be praying for the leaders in, the country, in our country, the leaders, leaders across nations, and particularly praying for the leaders of all nations' church, that we, we might be led by the Holy Spirit to continue to step in what he's calling us to do. Wednesdays, we're going to pray for provision. We need resources to do this. We need more into the storehouses. We need more people. We need more time. We need more money. And unashamedly, we are asking for God's provision and abundance. That's what he promises us. We want to see the windows of heaven pouring down. We want to see blessing after blessing so that we can continue to be salt and light to the needy, to the marginalized, to the oppressed, to the poor of the nation. So we're going to pray on that day for God's abundant blessing. Then on Thursday, we're going to pray for healings. We've been so fortunate in the last 18 months to see many, many people healed of various different things, but we don't want that to stop. Again, we want an abundance. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When he walked this earth, he healed. And he gave us the power and authority to do the same in his almighty name. So we're going to pray for an explosion of healing testimonies so that we might glorify the name of Jesus in all nations, church. Then Fridays, we're going to pray for salvations. Revival should bring salvations. And it's God's desire that not one should perish. And as Christians, we are called to go out and be disciples who make disciples. So we're going to pray for a recommissioning of each other, a recommissioning of ourselves to do that. And we're moving on to Saturdays. We're praying for miracles, signs, and wonders. Jesus' ministry was punctuated by them. They demonstrated his power over nature and his power over the spirit of darkness. And again, we should be expecting that to still be coming and still be happening in our church today. Pray for God's kingdom to come here on earth and for a renewed boldness to step out and see miracles, signs and wonders happening. And then finally on Sundays, we're going to pray for revival in our town, in our nation, and in all the nations. We desire to see people restored to God, to see revival come in this land. So we want to pray for revival. We want to cry out for revival. 
We want to see an awakening in this land. And we want to see revival power at work. So that's a, a snapshot of what we will be praying for across the week. And I thought that today, we'll, we'll do a little bit of that. So I'm going to ask to get back into groups. This time we're going to have seven of them. Mr. Lampard. I'm going to hand out to seven people one of these prayer covenants. And on each day, we've highlighted one on each day. If you take your group and whatever it says at the top, it's the day it says at the top, you pray for that one. We'll pray for five minutes and a burst. And then at the end, I'd like people to sign the back of it to say that you're going to covenant to pray every day for five minutes. Five minutes isn't a great amount of time. There's not, not much you can do in five minutes other than watch a couple of YouTube things. You, know, you can't even watch a whole episode of EastEnders if that's kind of what you like to do. Five minutes is not a massive ask, but five minutes times every single person in this church is step by step moving forward. And that's what we want to do. So I'm going to give these out, follow across the room into the groups. I'm going to start a, a timer. You've got five minutes to pray for whatever you've been asked to pray for. Sign the back of it and then we'll get back together and I'll tell you quickly about what's happening in the prayer week. If you make eye contact, you will be given one of these. So while you're signing on the back of that sheet, um, can I ask the band to come back up, please? So the final thing that I want to talk to you about is our week of prayer. Starts next Sunday, runs to the following Sunday, 24 hours, seven days. And it would be really great to start off this prayer covenant with just a, a complete burst of prayer. I just commit to covering that whole week in prayer and start off with a shabam or, you know, I don't even know if that's a word. But start off in style. Start off you know, with a real kind of you know, line in the sand to say we are taking this on. We are going for this. We are committed to seeing revival happening in this church so I've got at the front here um, sign up sheets for the week of prayer there's menus of what's going on across the week it doesn't matter if you um, can't come into the building to pray the building will be open most of the day some of the evening um, if you can pray at home sign up to say that you're doing it we want to see it signed up we want to see it covered in prayer so if you're able to and you think well actually if you're like me for half past four in the morning, wide awake, I'm going to put down half past four and say that, that that's when I'm going to pray. Um, you know, if you get up at the crack of dawn, which I certainly don't, put down that, say I'm going to pray for that time, but just cover in prayer. We don't want to see one single slot not covered. So that is the next thing that I'm going to ask you to do. We're going to pray, a, we're going to play a song. Um, I'll just pray quickly before we do that. But come up, please, every single... They're down the front. Every single person, please come up and com commit to something. You know, decide that you, you're going to give up that, that TV show that you watch or you're going to skip lunch one day and pray instead. We, we want this covered. I, I, I can't kind of emphasize enough how much my heart is for covering this whole week in prayer. So, Father God... We thank you that, that we get to, to be in relationship with you. We thank you that we get to come to you, that you incline your head to, to us, Lord God. 
And we pray, we pray for our, just an awesome week of prayer. We pray that every hour of the week is covered. And Lord, we pray that our prayers are, are lifted up to you, that we will see revival coming in our land, that we will see people change, that we will see the oppressed set free, that we will see people coming to know you in our nation and our nations. Lord God, that is our heart. Our heart is for your will to be done and your kingdom to come in your almighty name. Amen.